Hello and welcome to Ash to Ash, your weekly cigar podcast. Pick your sticks, fix your drinks, sit back and relax with your hosts, Bill and Jeff. Hello and welcome to another episode of Ash to Ash, your cigar podcast. I'm Bill White, your host, and I'm joined tonight with Jeff Rigged. Jeff, how are you doing tonight? Great, Bill. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. And today we're joined by the brothers Billy and Gus from Arsano del Tobacco, or otherwise known as Viva La Vida. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? Hi, Bill. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having us. We're glad yes, you're here. Hi, this is Gus here as well. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for having us with you. Uh, we've been looking forward to do this. Last time we missed it. There was something happening, but here we are. And uh, we can't wait to share what we have with you guys. So please, whatever you have in mind, hit us. All right. Thank sounds you. good. <laughs> Let, let's start off and uh, see uh, what's everybody smoking tonight. Jeff, what you got smoking tonight? I have the uh, Viva La Vida Club 500. There you go. Ah, All right. I'm, you, do- I'm doing the Viva La Vida Jester. All right. Another great one. And, and what are you That's two gentlemen beautiful. smoking tonight? I'm smoking the a pre-release Al Pulpo that is coming, God willing, uh, next month. Uh, and uh, we can't wait to share it with everybody, uh, especially you, Bill and Jeff, to see uh, the flavors and and uh how the this cigar we've been working on for uh, a long time uh how it came out me too as well guys as you see as Ulfo, um would like to share with you as well how it tastes how it burns the, the the whole process that we went through it's been going on for almost two and a half years now thank god it's here mid of next month it should be it should be on the shelves we praying and you guys gonna have a great, great experience with this. Oh, well, let's keep our fingers crossed. That's then. it. So we can we can't wait. We're gonna we're gonna be keeping our uh, fingers crossed, our cutters sharp, and we're gonna ready for that release and uh and, and, and get some of those and, and try them out. Um, yes, please, yes. But uh for, for our listeners and uh, those who are following us on YouTube that uh aren't really too familiar. Give us a little background. Uh, when did you, uh, you two, I, I, re- I, I believe when I looked at uh, some of the things I've read, there were three brothers. You, you, Billy Gus, and another brother, correct? And Bass. And Bass. Yes, okay. correct. So Bass uh, uh, joined us again. Um, and first, we started in retail. Back in uh, 1990, we started uh, with a, a cigar store called the cigar in, and uh, we opened two locations. Uh, we had cigar aficionado uh, lounge and humidor in our store, uh, and uh, in 2015 we sold uh, two stores to Casa de Monte Cristo, and uh, then we started uh, working on strictly a wholesale. Uh, manufacturing Viva La Vida and Al Pulpo uh, cigars for cigar lounges. Exactly. Retail is our birthday for like almost 25 years we've been doing this and prior to that as well in retail with different products. 
And then we created the cigar ends that Cassidy Monte Cristo bought them. But we always, when we were like fourteen weekend, we created also house plans for us. We did so many blends that they were so successful. And we always loved the idea, even though after the sale of our business, we said we're going to keep doing what we love the most and we enjoy and creating and blending cigars with right now with AJ Fernandez, one of the wizards of, of this industry. We are so happy, we are so lucky, we are so fortunate to have this going on for us. And I can't, can't, you can tell, I can't like, wait to share this here that I'm smoking right now with you guys. Because once you have your hand on one of those cigars, and it's called the octopus, you will never leave this cigar. The cigar will never leave you. And I cannot wait, as I said, to share this with you and to have the experience so you can tell exactly what I'm talking about. It's so great. Wow, sounds like a bad marriage. It'll never leave you. So now when you partnered up and you launched uh, Viva La Vida with uh, AJ Fernandez, was that 2019? Uh, we, we started Viva La Vida back when we were in retail. Okay. And uh, we approached uh, uh, AJ that we wanted to do a, uh, a blend. Uh, we, we talked about the characteristics of the blend, the flavors, uh, what wrapper, binder. And uh, AJ uh, took his time and it took uh, extremely long time to uh, have the, uh, the right uh, tobacco uh, and the right blend uh, for the Viva La Vida. So in 2019, we released it uh, to the market and uh, we were extremely happy uh, the way it, uh, it came out, the way uh, uh, the uh, consumer uh, uh, received it with, uh, you know, with a positive uh, uh, approach and also the flavors, the, the, the blend, it worked tremendous with uh, the clients. And uh, we were so happy with that uh, project. And, uh, right? I think I could say, guys, it was a big hit. A big hit for what reason? It was the right product. It was the right tobacco. It was aged properly. It was done in, in, in a way that the minute you light that cigar, you know, you could tell the flavors, the aromas, the, 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 there was so, so sweet, like it was sweetness coming out of it. Like, we, we didn't, we didn't like rush it. You know, we, uh, we gave the tobacco its time. Uh, we never came in, uh, we, you know, we, we never came and it's like, listen, you want to bring it to the market? I don't care. Let's do it. You know, we took our time with it. AJ took his time with it. And uh, until three of us uh, or four of us uh, uh, agreed on releasing the product, then we launched it back in 2019. And the consumer is extremely knowledgeable about uh, uh, the flavor and uh, how, how uh, the tobacco is aged. So they truly appreciate a very well-made cigar from construction to, uh, to uh, aging to fermentation. They, you, they could sense it, they could feel it. And consumer now is totally different than 
consumers 20 or 30 years ago. Uh, now they have more uh, knowledge and, and experience and they, they love to know uh, the process of making the cigar and, and uh, the story behind it. So when, when uh, 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 Viva La Vida came out, it, it, it really introduced those elements uh, to the consumer and they truly appreciate it. And we appreciate it, uh, the, the, the love that we got from them. See, like, as well, I'm going to add this as well, guys. You know, the, the way we chose the Viva La Vida to be blended, not to fit my palate or my brother's. You know, being in retail for so long, we, we like, accumulated a great deal of knowledge of, of dealing with those clients who actually, each and everyone has a different palate, different experience. So we start by studying that particular part and check and see people, what do they like the most? And what do they hate the most? And we start like narrowing things over the years. This came over the years, not like in a day or two. So we start to realize what I like myself, you might not like. But then we found out like up to 80% of the consumers of the cigar connoisseurs and uh, those guys, there is one type that they like. They like moist, they like soft, they like a lot of flavor, but they don't like spicy. They don't like things that burn the palate. They don't like things that leave after taste. And then to find the right blend, you have to have the right chef. Over the years, we were able to meet, have a great deal of friendship with heads of the industry until we found AJ Fernandez back in 2012. And this is exactly what happened. This particular person, he will do and he will plan what we're looking for. And the rest is history. And this is right now, we are on the second second tier of, of like bringing the product Brand. that we love. Well, I'll definitely agree with you on the fact that, yes, consumers nowadays are definitely a lot more knowledgeable than they were 20 years ago. There's so many, uh, to, I want to say, tobacco nerds out there that, you know, can literally sit there and pick a cigar apart. You know, I haven't got to that point yet, but, you know, I'm, I'm close. But, you know, where they can tell you, like, what wrapper leaf, what, you know, binder, what the fillers were, almost a percentage of what the fillers were. And you just look at some of these guys and you're like, wow, it's like, you really, this is all you do. And it's amazing that most of these people don't actually try to start their own companies. They know so much about it. But really what they're missing, obviously, the lacking is the process of manufacturing and all the stuff that goes into that end. Because that's a whole that's different animal when it comes to that. Exactly. And, and Jeff, you're 100% correct. Because what they're seeing is the final product. Either uh, uh, the wrappers, it's age. If they get wrappers or, uh, or the binders, they, they, there is so many processes before that uh, um, it, it's interesting, right? We are right now in a time where technology could take, you know, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's in our daily life. And yet you mm -hmm. go to the factory and uh, the fermentation still in a piece of paper, log in with handwritten stuff like today, the date, uh, the temperature of the tobacco, uh, who, who turned the tobacco, uh, who, uh, 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 you know, who, who, who's taking care of 
this bale of tobacco today, right? It's all handwritten. If that paper goes out, I mean, God knows what's going to happen, right? Because then <laughs> it has the whole history of that bale of tobacco, pages and pages of from the time they put it on that bale uh, on the floor and, and they kept track and it's done by hand. It's done like hundred years ago. They still do it till today. Yeah, well, I mean, you got to you got to appreciate the fact that it's handwritten in a sense because of the traditionalism of it. Not not to mention, yeah. I almost feel like when things are handwritten, there's more accountability than sitting there and swiping a card or logging into a computer. You know, well, once you once you put pen to paper, now you're accountable. Like you signed it. Yes, that is true. Your name has to be signed at the bottom, so you're responsible for everything in that particular document. And as he was explaining, like it's been done that way. There is no way they're gonna change it because, first of all, the countries that you have the product from, the way the farms are set, it's rural and it's beautiful, and that's the only way. And you know, I like it that way. That's the old school. It has more personality. Yeah. Yes, that is that is correct. That is correct. And then you know, you look you look at the steps and the way the whole process of, of bringing this product, the finished product, into our mouth, the things that it goes through from the seed to this particular product in my hand. It's mind boggling. There is there is so many, oh, yeah. so many steps, so many things. A lot of people who smoke it, they don't appreciate that. They think it's a machine that like grows in products. It is not. And I always, always beg and recommend anyone who's into this, if you get the chance and you get the ability to just go and visit one of those farms and take a vacation, if you want, or go with one of those like stores that make those trips, that would be that would be an experience, a lifetime experience, something like. You know, I like to pair things with the smoke as well. They will feature a great deal of things down there as well. You know, whether it's rum, whether it's like uh, garbage, whatever the case is. And it is beautiful. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're just seeing, you know, how how the culture works and how it's still intact from, from way back. You know, still together, you know, it's not, you know, it doesn't have all the, I mean, it sure has some outside influences, but not as much as, you know, we have in America where it's just constant bombardment of technology and, you know, what's true, the next true, true. the next trend going, but to actually see it in its, in its, its pure form, you know, or the purest form it could be. And to see how everybody, you know, interacts on a daily basis and how they work as a team and it's like a well-oiled machine. Correct. Correct. Yeah. That is correct. You know, uh, uh, Jeff and Bill, it's so important to us, me and Gus, that when we produce a cigar, it's so important that that cigar is extremely clean, has no bite, no aftertaste. Uh, it doesn't matter if you are in the middle of it or all the way to, till the end. We want that flavor to stay as strong as the way you lit it up. And we don't believe that the cigar should end its journey halfway or three quarters in a way because it costs money and uh, the client or the consumer uh, dedicated at least an hour of his time to sit, chill, relax, and light a cigar. So if he chose a product of artisanal del tobacco or 
A.J. Fernandez, that cigar should deliver at least that time that the consumer uh, uh, chose our product. And that's why we do not come and uh, uh, pump cigars, brands, every six months or a year in the market. I mean, as you see, Viva La Vida, when we released it in 2019, we are in 2022, and we just starting next month to introduce El Pulpo. And we believe in the process. We believe in time. You cannot buy time, right? And no, you can't rush it either. One of the, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like, I could add also to this particular subject that why, why we don't, a lot of people ask us this question, why don't you have, like, every year you have two or three blends? You know, you could do that, but at the same time, you could fail. And we learned this particular, and I call it a secret, from being in retail shops for like 25 years. And we've seen that thing happening with brands, with companies, corporations, they open, you know, it explodes, and then a year and a half later, gone, and you don't see them anymore. Because, you know, when you start like pumping something that meant to be taken care of in a different way, it's not a machine, it's not a, a, a factory that manufactures things. It is something so delicate, and time is the only, it's the only product that you have to cure it and make it the way it is. So, you know, it's going to take me two years, three years to bring one brand. I'm going to do that because I want this brand to be successful. I want this brand, if you smoke it, guys, to leave an impression on you that this is wow. This is a stick. I could smoke it anytime. I wake up in the morning and I feel I'm going to smoke at 9 o'clock with my espresso. It will go well in the afternoon. If I'm going to have some libation with it, whether it's very well, it goes very well. So, you know, there's a study that we did years in, years in, years out to get to this particular spot that we are in right now. And I'm so happy with it. Yeah, I'm not doing like two, three cigars every year, but I'm happy with this. So I have a question based on what you said. So you said, you know, being in retail for as long as you were and seeing the process of a company coming out and they, they hit it big and then, you know, they're going strong. And then a year and a half later, they're gone. Um, would you say that there's a possibility that some of these companies, it's really just a, um, a hobbyist getting involved. And then once he sees the work that's actually involved after he has to start coming out with something else, he kind of just walks away. Because a lot of people don't see that side of it, how much work is actually involved with bringing new blends. And like you said, the time and, you know, how much you have to spend and what you have to, your level of involvement has to be there. You can't just say, hey, yeah, make this and then hope for the best. Right, 100%. It's a hobby. For someone who's doing that, it's a hobby. And for a business like this, it's not a hobby. It's a business. It's passion. It's something that you have to love and breathe day in, day out. You go to your bed and dreaming about it to wake up in the morning and you're thinking about it. So it's not a hobby. It is something that you carry in your soul. You get up in the morning and you want to go and share this with the world. And that's how it goes. And that's why it's easy to fail if you have the hobby mentality. And if you think that, you know what, I could bring few people, bring, raise some funds and I do this. You need the right elements for this product. And 100%, you were right. It's not a hobby. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's so important. 
that people who does what we are doing and, and produce the cigars. Uh, I mean, AJ has the uh, perfect uh, three words, which is discipline, passion, uh, um, uh, right? It, you have to be passionate about what you are doing. You have to be disciplined to wait for the right moment and time to produce your product, right? And, uh, and, and it's so important to feel proud of what you are doing. And if you mm -hmm. think that's a hobby, you're going to fail. If you, you, yes, we enjoy what we're doing. We don't feel we are working, honestly. Uh, but we care so much about uh, putting a great tobacco blend in your hand that you will enjoy. And that's what gives us enjoyment. That's what gives us uh, pleasure. That's what gives us happiness that a, a client uh, a consumer went to the shop, bought their Viva or Al Pulpo, or, uh, uh, and, and he enjoyed it so much. He took a picture and he shared it with all of us. And that's the ultimate to us, you know? And uh, it's so important to, uh, to care more about the consumer than your uh, pocket. That's, that's our, our uh, uh, business wow. model. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, too many people, I think, get into it thinking they're going to get, get rich quick. But, I mean, the old saying goes, if you're going to make a million dollars, you got to spend five. Correct. Correct. <laughs> but, but I also... Go ahead. I, I was going to say, uh, it sounds like we are shouting, guys, but we are in a spot. This is the place that we owned back then, and it's, it's, there's a lot of people here. And that's why we have to keep shouting. And yeah, and hopefully, I'm not shouting. Yeah, you're doing just fine. That's all right. You're all right. We're 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 just we're just a little upset that we weren't there with you. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna show you the place. It's called the Casa de Monte Cristo. It used to be called uh, the Cigar Inn. I'm gonna switch the camera now. Uh, let me see. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. So this is the Cigar Inn or Casa de Monte Cristo. Very nice. Nice. Right? And uh, this is their humidor here. And it goes all the way in the back. So this used to be called here above the humidor, Cigar Aficionado Humidor. And here it used to be called Cigar Aficionado uh, Lounge. And uh, right. uh, so this is uh, the old cigar in here. Okay. Very nice. So, yeah. so let me let me ask you this, uh, Billy. Um, yeah. With the Viva La Vida line, how many different offerings do you have on that line? And what have you noticed, or what has your data told you is the popular size out of that line, out of the out of yeah. the offerings you have? Yeah. Uh, in in uh, Viva La Vida, we have uh, five uh, four uh, sizes uh, vitolas. Robusto Toro, Gran Toro, Torpedo, and the Adima Pina. And then we added uh, the Jester and the Club 500. Uh, the Club 500 was to celebrate the first 500 cigar lounges and uh, uh, accounts that we, uh, that we, that they trust us. They carried our line and they put it in, in their cigar lounge. So it was a celebration for them. 
And the jester, uh, the story with the jester, uh, we were in uh, Pennsylvania uh, in a cigar shop called uh, Wooden Indian. The manager there, uh, uh, he told us uh, why you guys don't create a cigar. In one side, it's called the jester. And uh, his name was Dan Woods. Uh, so we said, you know what? We love the name. We're going to work on it. And we did it. And uh, it, it became, it was a huge success. Uh, Cigar Aficionado gave us 94 uh, on it. Uh, and it, it came uh, in the Cigar of the Year. For a company just started to have a cigar in that list was a tremendous honor for us. So the Club 500, the, the Adima Fina, and the Jester is our biggest sellers. Even though, guys, I have to say that it's the same tobacco. But fermented different. There is no change in the blend or anything of the Jester or the Core Lion, or the 500 or the Core Lion. Yeah. So what we did is we only, we only added one thing, which is aging it. And the fermentation process was totally higher in, in temperature, temperature and humidity. And that's exactly what we got. So the jester got more bolder, heavier, uh, heavier. And uh, the Club 500, we, we fermented different again to get that sweetness, almond and um, uh, sweet, like espresso coffee finish with it. Yeah, definitely so, get the sweetness on it. Right. Yeah, and the gauge also helped to cool the smoke mm -hmm. because the Club 500 is, is a 60 gauge. For box press. Uh, yes, it is box press, but it, it brings brings more like uh, uh, cool air in it. With it, it makes it cooler and really on the back. I mean, mm -hmm. Jeff, as you see, like you finish with the smoke, there is no bite, no aftertaste. It's clean, no, no. <laughs> right? And it's just when you do the retro A, it gets you all the sweetness. And then mm -hmm. with the jester, uh, you got this uh, uh, earthy, uh, uh, um, dark uh, molasses and, uh, and and chocolate with it. Bill, you getting any of that? Yeah. Well, I got the jester. Yeah, I am getting that on the retro hail. <laughs> you went silent there. I just want to make sure you will listen. Oh, I'm listening. <laughs> I, I'm in, I'm enjoying. <laughs> Thank I'm, you, Bill. I'm enjoying the I am enjoying the cigar and I'm enjoying the company. Thank you so much, Bill. We are as well the same. Let me ask you, Bill, like, what do you prefer to drink when you smoke a good cigar that you feel it's good? Well, right now I'm going with larceny. Oh, okay. So it's it's a sweeter, it's a weeded bourbon. So it kind of complements yeah. the sweetness of the cigar. Excellent. How about you, Ben? Uh, I usually lean towards uh, the Buffalo Trace. Sometimes oh, okay. an Eagle Rare. Interesting. Okay. And then some of them. Nice. And, and then when I'm not able to, you know, if it's that time of day where I'm not able to have uh, a libation, coffee, an espresso. Um, you know, now, if I'm not mistaken, your diadema fina is your smallest ring gauge at a 52, right? Correct. I, yes. That uh, there is a story with it. Uh, we talked to AJ and we told him we want to do a limited edition, uh, not limited, uh, uh, 
it's limited production. So something that we age the tobacco more than the coal line, but we release it like uh, three times a year. And we want that shape to be extremely special. So he said, my grandfather used to roll a Deadima Tina shape back in Cuba that I have the mold and the design. Let's do it and try it and see how it is. So after three, four months working on the mold and, and the shape, we smoked it, we fell in love with it. And that was the shape that we decided that the Adima Fina uh, to be with the 52 ring gauge, yeah. Okay. And then uh, was your Grand Tour or is your larger size? It's a six by 60? Correct. The Grand Toro is six by 60. Uh, when, when we uh, test a blend, we see where the smallest string gauge uh, that's, that blend will work and where it, the, the thickest ring gauge that it will work. So we saw that with Viva La Vida, great flavors uh, from 50 to 60, the flavors is 100% on spot, 49 to 47. The, the, the flavors are too intense, uh, extremely uh, like beyond full. It's, it's too much flavor, too much body to it. And when it goes above 60, the flavors die, it dips, it dips down. Mm -hmm. So we kept it between 50 to 60 and we end up going with 54 and 52. You know, with thicker gauge, you start to lose the potency and the flavors mm -hmm. start to dissipate. The thinner the gauge, obviously, the more concentration. This is when you get, like, when you smoke a panatella, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's yeah. great, great examples. Yes, so this is exactly what we are doing. And again, you know, the Viva the Vida was so, so, that was the first kit that we have. And we are so happy with the process. And the second child right now is El Pulpo. And it's going to work also in a mysterious, tremendous, uh, uh, a magical way. I cannot wait for you guys to try and to have them like in each and every shop so everyone will smoke them. Because I'll tell you, I'm, so, I'm biased, obviously. It's, it's made, it's took us not long. But you know what? I'd rather wait and get something as good as this, as good as gold, than like doing it just on the whim and saying, you know what, let's put another mm -hmm. thing on the shelf. Well, I would hope yeah. you're biased. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you're right. You know, Jeff and Bill, uh, um, talking about Vitolas and sizes. So, um, after a year in, in, in the, you know, uh, introducing Viva La Vida, Luxury Cigar Club came to us and they wanted us to do a Lancero. And that Lancero, we went with AJ and we worked the tobacco, different fermentation to let it work with that flavor. If we took exactly the same blend and we made it Lancero size, it will be extremely unpleasant to smoke. So what we did, we went back, we dissected that blend and we fermented totally different to, to smooth it out that it could work on a smaller ring gauge. And it worked on a, uh, uh, 
the ring gauge that we did the Lancero, which was 38 by 7. And it's it's like, it's it's a huge hit. And the flavors, it's like eating, eating a, 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 a brownie. It's so delicious, right? And it has that creaminess, smooth, uh, no bite, no aftertaste, even though it's a smaller ring gauge. You know, so and, what you're saying um, is with, with, the, with the smaller ring gauges, you really got to let the fermentation process go a little bit longer. Is that what you're kind of trying to get at? Just no, it's really not longer. It it's out, or, is, or is it different? Just like how, different. how is it different in a sense? You work with more heat uh, or less heat. It all depends on the blend, right? Some, some leaves, you need to bring more oils to it. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, so you increase the temperature. You let it sit more than usual. Uh, some leaves that you want less of the oil, uh, and uh, so you let the temperature cool off, so you don't have that. Uh, 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 what you do you see, call it? You see higher temperature will secrete the lactose in the leaves to the outer leaf, and then you put it for a longer time to age. That will bring that color into a dark brown. That's a Maduro. You know, this is how you make the Maduro, obviously. And you know the process. Mm -hmm. It makes it sweeter. Now, you do you do it the other way, where you want the, the, the spices, in the, the flavors in the leaf to come out. And then they have their own ways on how much temperature they put in those rooms for how long. And also the process, and this is the key. When you go into that room, every how long you have to change the bed from underneath to the top and the top to the middle. So there's different ways of doing that. And this is when you have someone, we call them the wizard, they succeed in every tobacco product that they bring, whether it's Mexico, Dominican, Honduras, Nicaragua, and they use that method to enhance that lead and to get the best out of it in that form, in that way. So as I said earlier, and I keep repeating that, it is not a corporation, it is not a factory, it is not a, 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 a something that you produce. It is it's a method. It's an art. It's, it's a mm -hmm. method, and you have to take your time in doing it. And, you know, I've been doing this for so long, but the minute we start going to those factories, right, and we see what happens, we start to understand it, we start to know about it more and more. And to appreciate it more than yeah. before. Before, we used to get the cigars, open the boxes, put them on the humidor, sell it to clients, smoke it together, right? But going to the factory, seeing it from seeds to plants and the whole process, how long it takes? It takes years, years and years and years, right? To have a cigar coming to the market and enjoying it. How about also, also guys, how about like, when you, when you have the ability and you think they give you the chance to, to do the plant, not to do it yourself, but you choose the leaves that they tell you. This is Honduran, this is Nicaraguan, this is Dominican, this is like Mexican, and we start trying it. The fillers versus the pointers versus the wrappers from different typologies. And the flavors and the taste and the, the strength that comes or the weakness that comes out of it is amazing. You know, you go there for three, four days, and we go there, and this is what we do. Let's stop. Yeah. The early hours of the day in the morning, like six, seven o'clock nighttime, different blends with different vibrations, different things, the process, and it's an educational thing that will never happen in a school, in a college, only in a farm. 
You know, it's funny because yeah. when you attribute it to it's like, you know, have, having the wizard. And I, I get visions of some guy with a whiteboard, you know, jotting everything down. It's like big calculus. Well, it's almost That's like AJ. A, it's almost That's like AJ, it's almost like a science, like a baker. Yes. You know, when you bake, you know, you just don't you just don't throw the ingredients all together, throw it in the oven and say, OK, I'm going to set it for 15 minutes and it's going to come out and it's going to look spectacular. You know, you have to say, OK, this much of this and a little bit of that and that. And then you put it in, you bring it out, you check it up, goes in a little bit you know, longer. And from what you're saying, you know, that Lancero, you would probably handle that pilone a lot different than you would for a regular, uh, a regular, a regular, regular Vitola. Vitola, yes. Yeah. It, it, uh, we handle it totally different to, uh, uh, to make the smoke enjoyable and uh, to also to address what uh, the, the Luxury Cigar Club asked that flavor to look like. Same thing with uh, Atlantic Cigar Company. They asked us for a special size for them. Uh, same thing with Famous Smoke Shop. They asked us for a special size for them. Each one of them, they had certain characteristics that they were looking for. So we had to go and work with AJ on producing uh, a cigar that fit those characteristics for those clubs. Nice. Okay. Now, now let me ask you this. We were talking earlier. Um, you know, you said you want to, when you do this, you go into, uh, for example, the, the, La Vida, the Viva La Vida, you develop that, you brought it out and you let it go and you let it, you know, let it go for a period of time. And then after that was up and running and everything was the way you wanted it, then you started with this, with this next, with this next offering. Now, now, now as a company without giving anything away, cause I'm taking notes so when I start mine, I know where I can start from. So you guys are pretty much helping me go and start my brand. And I'm only kidding. Crankyoldmancigars.com. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, cranky old man cigars. But <laughs> but um, now, do you and your process? Now this is getting ready to be to be released next. You said next month, correct? Correct. Right now, do you start after that and say, "Hey, let's start thinking about what we want to do next. Let's go to the drawing board. Let's work on it's paper." Already and happening. There As you go. Yes. <laughs> Billy, you never sleep. You never. Billy, you're right. We are thinking about the third and the fourth blends and the fifth blends. And not only uh, uh, on the blends, we are also uh, dealing on uh, Vitolas for Vivas, uh, new Vitolas for uh, Al Pulpo uh, that we are working on. Uh, because, as you know, uh, it takes time. It's not like, you know what, let me do a Robusto now, and the next day you have a Robusto. It takes at least, this is only a Vitola, right? From the same blend, it takes at least a year for it to come to the market. Mm -hmm. So all this you need to be uh, preparing. All of it has to be in the pipeline. So uh, you are a few steps ahead, but you are taking care of everyday uh, process, which is the brand that you have in the market. Because what I think um, a lot of consumers that really aren't into uh, cigars as deep as others, sometimes they think, okay, you planted the tobacco crop in the beginning of the season, the tobacco crop gets harvested at the end of the season, 
then you turn around and you roll it and you make it. They don't understand. It's a long process from the time the seed is planted to the time it is harvested. And then it goes through the fermentation project. So you might have something in the field right now isn't going to be used till 2025, 2026, because there's a process in between from planting, harvesting to it comes out on the shelf in your, in your, uh, you know, your back and, you know, in, in the place you go to get your cigars. You're right, Billy. You know, rule of thumb from the minute you put the seed in the soil, the harvest again, going all the way to become like this, rule of thumb is three and a half to four years from the minute you put that seed. So it's not like you plant it and it's green, you roll it and you sell it the next nine months. It doesn't work like that. And some of that tobacco is aged for like five, seven, and eight and ten years and more sometimes. And that's how it goes. And of course, it's like wine, good wine. You age it, you age it, and it gets better. And that's how it is. Yeah. with tobacco as well. You see, uh, also Jeff and Billy, uh, different companies have different methods of when they bring their brand out. But with us, from the time you go to uh, uh, Artisano del Tobacco Instagram page you will see the brands that we already told you that we are bringing uh, from uh, Al Pulpo and uh, Ojo Corojo, right? So after Al Pulpo, there's going to be Ojo Corojo. How long is it going to take? It's going to take years before we see it. But I want you to know from day one, I want you to be involved in, with me, knowing the brand, knowing what we are planning to do. It's not a surprise. I don't want it to come one day and it's like there is a new cigar from Artisano and it's called A, B, and C, right? So it, it's different form, different format that we uh, want the consumer uh, to be involved in our process of making the cigar. And I, and I will tell you this, in my experience from smoking the Viva La Vida, you can tell that it wasn't one of those things you're like, oh, let's make a cigar. Okay, let's get this tobacco. Let's get that tobacco. Quick, hurry up. Let's roll it. Let's get it in the shelves and let's get it out there. You can tell the quality, um, you know, the notes you get when you smoke that and just the quality across the board that this was something that was thought out, that you didn't rush the process. And it's sort of like, you know, when it's ready, it's ready. Um, and you can tell that in some of, some of the brands that are out there that are just either just starting out or one of those that, hey, let's get into this. Uh, let's get into this business. Let's quick get some stuff on the shelf. Let's make a couple dollars. And then next thing you know, you put your money into it. You rush the process. You put it on the shelf. And then the consumers try it maybe once, maybe twice to make sure it wasn't something that was off that day. And then they just leave it alone because the quality, you can tell the quality from, you know, the cold draw, from when you light it, how it how it uh, burns, you know, was there a burning issue? How was the taste? Was it harsh? Did the notes change? And you can tell if you take your time, you get a high quality product, and that's something that you want to continually go back to because of the enjoyment factor and the quality of, of the cigar. You know, so one, one thing I would say this, sorry. you don't know how much I appreciate you and what you said right now because... It takes someone who's been doing this for so long to appreciate, you know, what you're talking about, Viva La Vida. To me right now, what you said, I feel so, so happy. And I feel so great that I'm 
I'm proud as well. Someone like you who knows the product is telling me exactly what we went through. And you know what? To me, it's like right now I saw a thousand boxes and more. Because what you said, not too many people understand it. You know, you give them a cigar, they like it, smoke it, oh, great, great. But who knows? For someone to appreciate that, to me, that's exactly, I reached the top. That's why we are Thank in this business. To have people like Jeff and Billy and everybody to appreciate a good cigar and knowing that it took hard work, tremendous amount of hours and, and, and work to bring it to the market that we feel so good about. Much, much well, one of the things I was going to add was, you know, what, what Bill was saying was also one thing I like to check is the, um, the feel of the cigar. If it feels spongy, if it feels like it's underfilled. And even during as smoking a cigar, especially like with a box press, like the, the Club 500 that I'm smoking now, even halfway through, it's not spongy at all. It still stands firm, which that's a testament to the construction of the cigars. Correct. Correct. And this is what is AJ known for and his factory and his organization. Uh, they produce uh, a great uh, cigars from construction to uh, blends, uh, flavor, quality. And um, we can uh, talk enough on how much uh, he is extremely disciplined regarding his uh, product. Let me share this with you. Look, look how look how well this cigar is. Okay, I'm so happy and so proud. I'm trying to flick it and it doesn't doesn't go. It's, it won't like that. And it's handmade, so you're gonna have cigars that they're made extremely extremely well, and cigars that they're made well, good. The draw, you know, the draw is so easy, effortless. You don't have to work your way to take a part. All you have to do is put the cigar in your mouth and you make a small cup and it comes out. No aftertaste. It's so sweet, so creamy. Silky, smooth. It can't get better than that. It is as good as gold. To me, this is gold, guys. You can tell, you say, mate, wow, this guy is mean because it's a cigar. That is right. But the truth of the matter, guys, it is fantastic. I'm so happy, I'm so proud, and I can call on the roof and say that this particular one, El Pulpo, it does work like magic, like an octopus. The minute you light that cigar, you all let go. Till the way, till the end. Uh, yes, and, and, and talking about El Pulpo, right? So uh, we were talking with AJ, and we told him we wanted a blend that fits a lot of people's uh, palettes, uh, like the octopus. Uh, the way he fits in different shapes, he become that shape. And uh, that's where the name came from, uh, Al Pulpo. Uh, all of us, we know how uh, uh, the octopus, if you put him in a square shape or a circular shape, he fits in perfect, he becomes that shape. And that's what we wanted, a blend that the flavor works with people's palate the way they want it. Okay. I, I, I agree now, 100%. now now you're now you've gotten my uh my level of anticipation heightened now I can hardly wait for this to come out <laughs> you know mid to end of next month at the, at the most not winning yes because look you know like it meant to be here in the states back in November when before like Thanksgiving but things happen and sometimes things happen and there were too the many phone. there were too many also uh, brands coming out in the market so we decided to leave it till uh, after the new year so people will start 
their new year with a new blend, a new uh, a product uh, to celebrate. I think we have to go back to Buffalo and we have to smoke that cigar together with Ash to Ash. That's it. With Billy and Jeff. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, you, you, you're smart about not releasing at the same time because the market does get flooded with so many brands coming out at the same time. So that was definitely a smart move on your part. Yeah. Thank you. But, you know, yeah. and uh, talking about uh, uh, Viva La Vida, uh, as you see, guys, uh, magazines from Cigar Aficionado, Cigar Snob, uh, Cigar Journal, they all gave Viva La Vida from 90 to 94 uh, rating. And uh, it's not about advertisement. We do not advertise. We don't have the capital, the money to advertise with them. Uh, but uh, they saw a good blend. They saw a good cigar, and they produced it in their uh, in their magazines uh, to the consumer. And and we were so humbled and grateful for them to do that. Well, I tell you, in my the... go ahead. Yeah, for all for all social media, for all bloggers who supported uh, the the brand. Uh, because of the brand, not because of us. We don't know them. They don't know us. Uh, they saw, like you, Billy, uh, and, and Jeff, uh, you saw how much it takes to produce a good cigar. And you come and you share this cigar with your clients, with your friends, with your uh, listeners. And that's, uh, that's what we are so grateful for. You know? And, of course, for, for your friendship. Well, you know, we're, we're glad to, uh, you know, first of all, we're glad to call you friends. Thank you. Um, but me personally, and, and I'm sure Jeff is the same way, um, but I would much rather smoke a cigar from a company knowing that from the beginning to the end, they had one person in mind when they developed it. And that was the person that's sitting there either in a lounge or at home or out on the back porch, or even in their car, and they're smoking a cigar saying, hey, they didn't do it because they wanted to make a dollar or a couple of dollars, but they did it because they know as a consumer, I'm going to enjoy this product. And when you do it that way, your, your uh, publicity and your, your ad campaign and, and all that marketing is that by word of mouth. You know, hey, what are you smoking? Oh, I, I'm smoking the Viva La Vida, the Jester. Have you tried it? No. Hey, you need to try this cigar. You're missing the boat if you don't try this cigar. Next thing you know, the next person in the lounge goes and gets a gets a Jester. Hey, you're right. What, what are you smoking? Well, this guy told me about the Jester. I fired it up, never heard of it before. I can't put it down. So now I'm going to get a couple and put in my collection because of the quality you know, the enjoyment of it. I'm enjoying this cigar and I'm going to continue to buy it. And it's just word of mouth. You know, there's, that is your biggest thing there. If you're, if your uh, consumer base out there is really enjoying the cigar, they're going to share it with everybody and they're going to say, Hey, and then next thing you know, they're in the, they're in the brick and mortars. Hey, do you carry Viva La Vida? Either the 500 or the Jester? No, but you should. You know what you just said, you know, I'm going to say honesty is a virtue. Honesty is a virtue. And it is your method to success. To success. 
You know, when you're honest in everything you do, because we're all humans. We're all humans. And you know what? When I, when I do something wrong, it will show. When I do it in an honest way, and, you know, you could see through it as a consumer, as a person, as a human, you're going to say, you know what? This guy relates. I could relate to those people. They tell me exactly something that if they say this cigar is good, I'm smoking it. It is good. They're not selling me a story. It's the truth. So it is a virtue. And this is our motto as well. In our corporation, in our creation of, of the business model that we have, we have to be honest in everything we do. And I said it. Look, sometimes things happen. I have to come out and I have to talk about it very clear to everyone. And this is how you succeed. And I think you agree with me on that. 100%. Touching on what Bill said, you know, like, obviously, you know, you guys developed a cigar with the consumer in mind. And that's a huge thing. And obviously, you guys enjoy the cigar as well. But do you guys have um, blends that you blend on the side for yourselves? Is almost like a special reserve type blend that you haven't put out there yet. We are. We always do, uh, Jeff. We, we do um, uh, different vitolas uh, uh, that we... Uh, uh, we like we have a different uh, uh, blend that we work on that uh, that me and him like but um, Viva La Vida and, and El Pulpo and any brand that we bring in it's not based on my palette or his it's not based on AJ's palette it's not based on, on anybody in the factory palette it's based on the consumer palette it's based on what the market looks for. And, and that's I, what and we, I get that. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, but but I was saying, aside from that, do you guys have like any type of blends that you've done or different vitals you've done that just for you guys that you, you, you kind of just did it for yourself where it could be something that, you know, maybe five, ten years from now, it's a special reserve type release? Yes. Uh, again, we have uh, two blends. Uh, that they are private to us, and uh, if if you have to bring him, we well, yes, yeah, we have to share with I you. I know where you're going with that, <laughs> Jeff. We will share. We will share some with you. We have something from back back in those days when we were at the end, and we used to do blends from that time. We have few, only few. So you so never we know. Share, we will share them with you guys. Okay, definitely. And hopefully one day that. it will be a, a, a brand that we introduce to the market. Well, there you go. But like, but like we were saying before, this right here is a natural product. So it's a tobacco leaf that was handled by a physical or a group of, of human beings that, that roll by hand. And for yes. it to come out the way it comes out with the quality is volume, speaks volumes of the the, the process that you have with AJ to make sure that something like this, and when you have something that's all natural and it's made handmade, every once in a while you're going to have something happen just in the process. Mm -hmm. But to have something that's consistently the way it is with the quality, with the burn, with with the you know how how it how it is on the palate. Is volume speaks volumes to your process and your standards that you have to manufacture manually this product here, natural. Thank you so much, Bill. You know, Bill, like when we go to Nicaragua, 
you the most famous customers that we have. You know, they have a goddess, they have a general, they have all those guys, big, huge companies. And we are like small boutiques. But they realize that we are so anal about the quality, about the blend, about everything. Because they realize at the end, we are like on the streets, on the floor, on each and every place. So we know exactly how it goes. So that's why I appreciate what you said again, that when you smoke it, you realize how great it is. And you see the process, you understand the process that this guy went through. Because we there with them at the factory as well, checking and seeing the product, the quality. They have quality control beyond anyway to start to begin with. But we are more anal, and that's our name, the anal guy. And, and, and Billy and uh, <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> that's true. It is true. Uh, Billy and Jeff, as you know, guys, the most important or the most difficult thing in, in the cigar uh, uh, business is consistency. You want something that if you produce a cigar first year, that it tastes unbelievable, delicious. You want it in five years to taste exactly the same. And mm -hmm. that's so hard to do, right? Oh, because yeah. you are dealing with tobacco, you are dealing with uh, different crops, you are dealing with different uh, temperatures and soil and, and rain and the amount of water. But this is where if you have the right uh, uh, group, that they will manage to produce the same flavor again and again and again, year after year after year. There's going to be a difference, slight, that you will never going to, uh, uh, it's not going to be, realize it because it's minimal, right? You know, guys, I'm gonna and that's, that's so important in the cigar I'm business. I'm going to tell them this, yeah. how we came up with this. You know, one of the neat things, you know, the brothers we sit and we need some time to We start discussing the grapes. What we have to do to make things stay the same. And I took as a, uh, as a method, as an example, I said, guys, you look at McDonald's as a brand. Look at McDonald's. You know, it's, it's food, fast food. It's not that expensive. But if you eat McDonald's, if you in New York, you eat McDonald's, and you go to Chicago, you go to Vegas, anywhere, it's the same. Same flavor. You know, to keep this is his key. And to make it in a way that, and, and McDonald's is old, about 75 years old, 100 years old, and still the same, correct? So if I could bring something like this, which is very hard, very hard, especially the factories are at ours, to bring something like this, this is one of the discussions that we brought to the meeting that Let's find a way where when we create a brand, it has to be as good in inconsistency, consistency as the McDonald's formula that they have. Everywhere you go, and I guess you guys you agree with me. You go, you come to New York, you eat McDonald's here, or you go to Vegas, and it's the same, correct? Yeah. So that's an yeah. example I gave yeah. the, the quality and then the consistency. I agree, hundred percent. The only thing you got to watch out with McDonald's, though, is depends on the condiments they put on the burger. Sometimes they throw mustard on that. You know, if you don't no, know what's coming. No, I'm not talking here about the quality. I'm talking about the consistency of the flavor. That's all. The consistency. Not as good quality. 
Well, well, I'm telling you this. I'm not tasting any pickles or onions in this cigar. No. <laughs> Thank God. No. Green but. chocolate. <laughs> so that was that was one of the uh, examples that we have to get to make sure that the product, the consistency of the Stay product, stays the same. Yeah, I mean it's definitely a challenge, no matter how you look at it. I mean, like you said, you know, yeah. it's a different crop every year. You know, depending on the rainfall, depending on the. Uh, <laughs> The level of nutrients in the soil—it's it's a whole—it's you know it's, yeah. you become a mad scientist after a while, just trying to figure it out, and then that's where you rely on the people that know how to work the tobacco in the factory to know how to take that you know, that different crop, knowing what the soil was, knowing the rainfall, knowing how to process it properly through the colognes to get that consistency. Yeah. Right. Well, I tell you. So, let me ask you a question. Sure. What was your First cigar, Billy and then Jeff. My first cigar. That's a tough one because it's been so, 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 so many years ago. Um, well, I have to go back to when I was we were talking. We did a uh, we did a podcast with Michael Herklotz from Ferry Otego. And yes. one of one of my sort of first ones was a Nat Sherman. Oh, okay. Excellent. You what know, year was that? Eighties. Yeah, it's it's been a while. It, yeah, I would say eighty. 70. No, not, not that. No, I, I, No, I would say mid mid eighties. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> and and throughout the time, you know, I've I've uh, expanded. Um. You know, I've tried different different brands and I'm trying, you know, I try different brands all the time, but I still have my core of cigars that I smoke most, you know, and then I'll try, you know, somebody will say, hey, I, I, I'm smoking this tonight. Okay, where'd you, you know, what is it, how you like it? And I'll try it, but I have a core, you know, a, a, a core uh, in my humidors that I always make sure I have some here. And and I always get while I'm out. Um, but yeah, it, it was back when it was Nat Sherman, Nat Sherman back in the day. Um, sure. But and then, like I said, like I was talking to you when you guys were here last March. Um, I went to Texas, and a, a, a friend of mine has a has a has a, a brick and mortar in Abilene, and he carries both the Jester and the Club Five Hundred. And he introduced and he introduced me to the cigar, and I've been smoking them ever since. Matter of fact, every couple months I call him up and say I need a box of each. Wow! Thank you so much. Thank you so, for your support. But uh, and then, like I said, I I smoked that a while back before I met you guys, and I've been smoking them ever since. And these are this is part of my uh, entourage of cigars that I have, and of course. You know, I can't I can't go without saying I also love Cigar Blondie. Leo. Nova. Yep, I love a Nova. Um, but uh and, and she's another great uh you know a great friend. Um but like I said, you can tell when you when you when you have a, a Viva La Vida, it almost well, in my opinion, it makes it feel like okay, you two develop this cigar specifically for me i don't care what anybody else is this is my cigar excellent excellent and and that is 100 
what is the brand that you know that's what you want in your brand for people to say to make you feel like you developed this cigar for nobody else but them and they can tell the quality and everything in it is something that they can enjoy because you did it for them not they could like me i don't i don't know how many thousands of people smoke viva la vida all i know is when i smoke it this is this is my cigar and I'm enjoying this cigar, and the quality is something I enjoy, and that's why I go back to it time and time again. Thank you so much for telling us and sharing this with us. Really, it's very important. Thank that's you. How about you, Jeff? Right, so, so my, all right, so my first cigar would be the early 2000s. Um, yeah, you're still young. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I, I would have – I'm trying to think about it because I know I smoked a lot of the, uh, the Indian tobacco, which was the brand that Rocky Patel took over. Um, but I think the first cigar I actually smoked, if I, if I recall correctly, it was actually a pretty horrible experience. It was uh, the guy I was working with handed me a CAO Brasilia, which is a very full-flavored cigar. And yeah. that just knocked the crap out of me. <laughs> and it, after that, it was kind of like talking to him. He said, well... He goes, I probably wasn't the first one you should have started with, but it was a long drive back from the job site. So it was like, all right. So then I ended up, you know, he, he, he turned me on to, uh, you know, Cigar International at the time, famous smoke shop at the time. And, you know, so I bought one of those kits where it came with the free humidor just to get myself started. Yeah. So it was, it was an Indian to back setup. So that's kind of what I got started with. So that was more, at the time, it was more my speed. You know, it was a lot of yeah. a, a mild to medium. Yeah, very good. Well, uh, that's a great story, and uh, it's so important uh, to smoke. You know, um, if you're just starting, as you know now, you need something milder. Oh yeah, um, something that does not overwhelms your palate. Um, to experience what the cigar is all about and the flavor of that cigar, but. Uh, you know, live and learn, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So everybody I turn on to cigars, I usually no, I usually go towards the medium, but the, the medium light, I like to call yes. it. Mm -hmm. Where it's, you know, it's like, all right, yeah, try this. And I'll hand them a medium cigar, and I'll hand them one that's a little more on the mild side. And I say, well, try these two. See what you think. And then we'll go from there. I said, if, if you start with this one, it's the medium one, and you start getting kind of a high feeling about, you know, a third of the way in, just just put it down you won't offend me you yeah. know put it down go drink a, go drink some soda or something and then yeah. light the other one you know so so right so question for you two what were the first cigars you've ever smoked well, uh, with, well, no. <laughs> yeah, i wish um i smoked actually i don't know if you remember guys there was uh, a brand called Hoyo de monterey Excalibur, mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. used to come mm -hmm. with no band on it. They used to come boxes of 50 from Honduras. They used to do uh, punch, punch, and punch Rothschild and Hoy de Monterey Rothschild. Those were my uh, everyday cigar. I used to love them, uh, the flavor, the taste. Uh, and, um, and then, you know, it was more medium, light. It wasn't too heavy for me. So that was uh, my first cigar, actually, the Honduran cigar. <laughs> Me, my first cigar 
I was 13 years old, to be exact, 13. And I stole a lost pistol of a thing from my father's living So that's human back then. Money pistol number two, uh, human. I stole it and I ran and I started smoking and inhaling. I almost paid seventy five percent at a, at, a, at the age of thirteen. I turned blue and I trapped. I was ready to go to the bathroom. That was my experience because you know in my my family, my parents, like my father smoked pipes or whatever. I always enjoyed enjoyed the smell. So when I got the chance to get my hand on one of those cigars, I smoked it and I didn't know. I inhaled everything. Yeah. And it was an experience, but since that time, this is how I start. And then little by little, uh, you know, I start to learn more about the light, medium, the different blends from the Uris, And that was also in the uh, early 80s as well. In the early 80s. Yours I robbed that cigar and I smoked it. Yours is the ultimate well, retro Now, 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 here's something that's really, now here's something that's really like con concerning to me. In the early yeah. '80s, he had his cigar when he was 13. You guys are all too young for me. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like now I'm the I senior citizen. <laughs> Um, no, 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 no. Maybe I'm older than you, Bob. How old are you? Well, you look me? younger than all of us. Uh, I'm going to be 60 this year coming up. I'm going to be 58 in yeah. August. So you're not too far behind me. Of he just course, started no. sooner. Yeah, you know, but <laughs> but um, but anyway, you know, we we really do appreciate you spending some time with us this evening. Um, we are My very, pleasure. we are very, uh, uh, excited to be the ones that are introducing you and Viva La Vida and the next, you know, the next, uh, chapter with the brand, with your new release coming out, um, you know, for our listeners and our subscribers, both on the, on our YouTube and, and on our podcast, um, to experience. And we just ask everybody, if you haven't tried one. Locate a Viva La Vida, Club 500 or a Jester. Give them a try. You're not going to be disappointed, in my honest opinion. Um, and, and like I said, I just, I'm, I'm going to be waiting and counting the days down until the next offering comes out so I can, so I can uh, partake in that. Um, I'm looking forward when you guys are back up this way. Uh, you know, don't be a stranger. We'll have a cigar and, uh, you know, and, and have another uh, and have another, uh, you know, a moment where we can enjoy. Um, we wish you much luck in the future in, in your next endeavors. And we can't hardly wait to see what's going to come out after that. You guys are, uh, you know, you're up and coming. Um, like I said, as long as you continue to, to do the way you're doing it and you keep those, you know, you keep that that uh, tradition alive. I don't see anything that that uh, you know that's going to stop you from continually putting out another hit after another hit. Thank you, Billy. Thank you, so thank you Jeff. Thank you guys for having us, and we thank your listeners also um, for uh, uh, spending their time listening to our conversation. And uh, hopefully, we will meet again and smoke the new uh, uh, brand uh, Alpulco with you 
Jeff, and uh, some of your listeners. Definitely. We'll be looking forward to meeting you again up in Buffalo, and hopefully we'll be able to bring some special things that we could sit and smoke and okay. Uh, looking oh, forward yeah, to it. Yeah, I'm definitely looking for the uh, the bill and got special reserves. I mean, that's it. Um, <laughs> but once again, we like to thank everybody joining us tonight. We like to thank Billy and Gus once again for joining us and sharing with them and us their uh, their brand and and their offerings. And with that, we like to uh, tell you: stay smoky, enjoy what you smoke, share with other people. That's our great. That's another great thing with this. Uh, you know, with this group, we have the cigar smokers, the brothers and sisters of the leaf. We're a great community. Um, and I just want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. And with that, we will see you next time.